The Grow My Cleaning Company podcast helps owners of cleaning companies just like you to grow your company and yourself so you can make more money and finally get the time and money freedom that probably got you into this business. Discover how to automate and create systems that allow you to grow like crazy without losing control. If you dig the show and want to show some love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It really helps. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Good. Well, I was going to say good to see you, but I can't see you. Good to be seen. If you can say, maybe you don't like looking at me. So maybe it's not good to be seen. I don't know, but I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad you're here, whether I can hear you or not. Um, Lindsay, I think only brought in two, like a shorter amount of questions. So if you're listening live, we've got room for you. And her theme, I'll let you introduce the theme because I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah. So I was thinking out here in New Jersey, it's super snowy right now. And I'm all I'm thinking about is palm trees. I just want to go on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> and I know a lot of cleaning nation, uh, what we've heard in the past is that people want to go on vacation, but they can't. They feel like they can't take a break from their company. So today's steam is what's keeping you from taking a break from your cleaning company. Cool. So I'm going to answer questions live if you're in the Facebook group. And if you're not want to join us, just join our Facebook group. It's free. Uh, that's all you got to do is join and then you can ask questions live and I'll an answer the questions that Lindsay's got prepped. So people, you can also email Lindsay at support at growingcleaningcompany.com if you've got a question or a comment. Uh, and it's to the lovely Lindsay. So keep questions and comments kind and loving because we uh, want to take care of our girl here. So that said, I want to, we'll hit the specific questions, but I just want to give an overview of kind of the progression. So most people set out to own a cleaning company, not own a cleaning job. And then they look up six months in, sometimes six years in, God forbid, sometimes 26 years in, and realize they have a cleaning job. And because that's how it's always been, they buy into the idea that this is how it always has to be. And that's a partial truth. The truth is if you keep, if you're not, if you don't have any freedom from a cleaning company, you keep doing what you're doing. Yes, it is the truth. You will keep getting what you've been getting. But we mix that up with, because I don't know what to do, I'm stuck here forever. And the reality is that's not the truth. Most of the people I'd venture to say in an next level group have plenty of free time, right? We do events a couple times a year, two, three times a year live. And you, you know, people's first event, you know, sometimes they're stressed out. Like, I don't know what's going on by their second or third event. They're like, oh yeah, someone got hired while I was here and we'd sign up an account and like come and they'll stay, you know, they come, the first time they're always flying in just for the event and then flying right out. Second event, they're like, oh, I'll stay the whole week. And third event, they're like, I have a one-way ticket. I will go back when I feel like going back or not. I really don't care. So the first thing is you got it. <laughs> Lindsay's smiling because she's like, yes, that's exactly how it goes. <laughs> it is uh, predictable, which is encouraging in business that feels unpredictable that there are some predictable things. So I just want to encourage you guys, gals, First and foremost, you've got to be committed to, I want what I want and I'm going to build the life that I want. If you tolerate cleaning or tell yourself lies like, I like cleaning, it's not that bad, I don't mind, oh, my clients will only take me, then that will that will be a reality. But if you're really committed to, to living that, we have dozens if not hundreds of examples of people that are living that life. It's absolutely possible. But you have to start with A, believing it and B, making a commitment to make that happen and C, do something wildly different. Right? If you're like, I'll do kind of what I'm doing now or exactly what I'm doing now, but I want wildly different results. Well, that's going to be different. So get a coach, get a different system, do something wildly different than you're doing. Um, you know, because it's it's math, right? If you do A and plus B, it always equals C. You just got to take up A and B that equals you cleaning all the time and having no freedom and put in an A to B that's systematized, scalable, repeatable, and dependable. All right, there. 
I will step officially out of my pulpit slash soapbox and turn it over to Lindsay and whatever amazing questions she, she, she sees fit to throw my way. And boy, is that a hard thing to say? She sees fit. And I have been drinking coffee. You think that would help? It has not. <laughs> Lindsay, who, who do we got? How can I help? All right. We got Matt who emailed in and he said, it seems like I should know intrinsically what my core values are as far as running a business, but I don't. I know having fun is important and I know respecting boundaries is also important. Do I need more? Should I just start there? Is there an easier way to determine your core values? Gosh, that's a really good question. So the big problem, well, first of all, I love that Matt's making the right connections. So our secret sauce to being free from your company is two-tiered. One is systems, which people get, but they overemphasize that. They're like if I just had the perfect employee manual that was 100 pages thick and it had exactly what to do in every circumstance ever, then I'd be free. But the reality is we live in a novel world, so new things are happening that have never happened. You know, I've been coaching this for eight years, thousands of times, and 90 plus percent of what we hear is wrote and over and over again. But I'll be danged if every week or so, or certainly every month, someone comes up with some kooky new thing. I'm like, well, this, the concepts that we use don't change and we'll still apply them, but that's a new one, right? So, and actually I just answered the question as I was answering inadvertently, the concept we use don't change. So your core values are the concept. They are the rules that you play by. So no matter what kooky thing comes up, you're going to follow your rules. So I love that Matt is getting core values equals rules, rules equal freedom. So the reason I can let Lindsay or other teammates make decisions semi-autonomously or pretty much autonomously is they're going to have fun, make money, be real and help out. And even if, and when Lindsay does something differently than the way I would have done it, 90% of time she does it better than I would have done. I'm like, Oh, well, I'm glad I'm having you do that. That's smarter. Um, and then 10%, I'm like, Oh, I didn't like that. I know it wasn't way off track because she wouldn't violate a core value because they're her values, right? It's not like these are my values that I try to foist upon her. We share these values. And when we decided to work together, she's like, I want to be in a place that is fun to work at. And I do like helping people and I do care about money and I am a real human being and I want to work with people like that, that are like that client. So, so it's very easy to just let her be autonomous because she was already following the rules that the company has. So short answer is really important that you're on the right page to understand what the rules are. That said, he says, well, so let me just, it seems like I should intrinsically know my core values. That is not the case. Uh, yes, you intrinsically know them. What people struggle with is how to communicate them and how to distinguish core values from values. So I use the example, I don't like people who kick animals. I think they're bad people and I don't want to be around them. It's not a core value, right? I don't like there's certain television shows I like. They're just stupid things that are values, but not core values, right? So you, A, you have to know the difference between core value and value. And the difference is, would I take a client who kicked an animal? Or maybe. I don't, it'd be hard for me to discriminate and say, I'm not going to take that guy. Probably wouldn't go to lunch with them or like them or whatever, but it'd be hard to, but, or just was mean to an animal or like to show I didn't like or whatever. It's like, sure. But if they're not fun, they're not into helping out, they don't care about making money and they're not real people, I just can't help them. So I would, the core values are like, this is how I make decisions to, you know, you know, should you play Monopoly with clothes on? Well, depending on who you're playing with, probably, but it's not a rule. The rules are you get to roll the dice. If you get doubles, you get to go again. Those are things that can't be changed. There are other things that are not rules that are just values of, I typically play Monopoly with clothes on. Just, you know, it's not one of the Monopoly rules, it's a rule. So you got to separate the rules, the rule rules, core values from preferences. 
And then you need to know how to articulate them in a way that makes sense. And the problem most people come into is they try and they do two things. One, they try and make them sound fancy and corporate, which are no good. Like ours are have fun, make money, be real and help out. Not fancy, not corporate, but by golly, people get them immediately. And second, they make aspirational rules, not actual rules. So they'll say, my core values are to be the most detail-oriented cleaner in the world. But that's not who you are, right? You didn't come out of the womb like at four going, and you might've been like, no, even as a young person, I cleaned. It's like, yeah, but when you were, is that what you value most in life, right? Like you can like cleaning and it not be a core value. So they say things like, I want to have the best customer. They, they say the things that they want their company to be and like, I'll make those my rules, but those aren't your values. And you can have other rules. So like our core values kind of run everything, but the rule is we should, Lindsay and I show up and do this thing live. Like it's not a core value rule, but it's, we, I can still say, Lindsay, hey, I need you to be on time, <laughs> which really falls under be real. And if she said she's going to be here, I expect her to be here. And she does a great job of that because she's a real human being. So all that to say the two problems people run into is they make aspirational goals, not actual or aspirational goals as opposed to their values. And they try and get too fancy when communicating. And then employees can't connect with, you know, return to shareholder profitability doesn't make the same thing as make money, right? So I think that was a long answer to a short question, but that's the best I can do, Matt. Um, and for everybody going, how do I start? And what do I know? If you think you've got your version 1.0 of your core value, start running your company with them. And if every question or problem or opportunity that comes to you, you run through the filter of your core values and you start getting clarity every time, those are probably your core values. If you aren't getting clarity, then you need to rework. Hey, amazing people. You may have noticed we don't sell a dadgum thing on this podcast. We don't allow ads. The only ask I can ever have of you guys is if you dig the show, for you to spread the word and share so we can change as many lives as possible. Literally, it'll take you five seconds to give us a great review and I can't tell you how much I appreciate you as a listener and value the gift of your kind words. Now, back to the show. All right, that was a long answer to a short, short question. Uh, who do we have next? All right, next we have Tekla who emailed in and their problem was that they can't take a break because no one else in their company has the ability to schedule, bill, payroll, or handle non-cleaning related duties. So they can't, and they also can't afford to hire a person who is not a cleaner generating income. So how do they work through that so that they can take a break? <laughs> so those are two very different problems and we'll, we'll take them separately because they're separate. So question one is, I don't, I'm the only one that can do the admin stuff. So the first thing is that belief, right? So just like we talked about at the beginning, if you have a belief, I'm the only one my employees or my customer, my customers will take, well, then you're screwed. If you have the belief, I'm the magic cleaner, no one cleans like me, weird, because there's other cleaning companies in your area that are probably bigger than you are. So obviously somebody, you know, somebody's doing a better job for customers than you are. Um, so first and foremost, you've got to change your belief of I'm the only one that can do it, right? And that's where sometimes coaching can help or other mentors that are doing it, right? It's hard to argue with me that you're the only one that can do it because I've coached hundreds of people through it. So when you're the 139th or 532nd person who says, I'm the only one that can schedule, you don't understand. I'm like, well, I've seen this. It's just, it's hard. It's just hard to get me to, it's impossible to get me to believe that. And then the same goes with payroll and all that other nonsense. So first and foremost, you got to change your beliefs. Second, um, you just need a system and a process of training and hiring and again, core values helps, but easy peasy guys, just pay someone to do the thing with you, right? So if you're going to hire a scheduler, 
go on to Upwork, $20. First of all, start with, we, you know, for our clients, we provide one page job description. So I think that's what the biggest thing people get is, man, there's so much to unpack here. First thing is they try and get one person to do a bunch of things because each of those tasks might only take zero to 10 hours a week, probably closer to two to three hours a week. So they feel like, oh, well, there's 40 hours in the work week. All these jobs together really are only 25 hours. So I just need less than one person but they're very different skill sets. So accounting is different than sales, is different than scheduling, is different than customer happiness, is different than social media marketing, is different than technical stuff, is different, like I could go on and on. So we want the, it's, people do the same thing with software. Like I just want one software that runs everything. It's like, yeah, me too, but it doesn't exist. So you've got to have QuickBooks is great at QuickBooks. People, I use Jobber for my invoicing. Like Jobber is not great for accounting. QuickBooks isn't great for scheduling use the right tool. And for software, you're going to have to have three or four softwares to do a really good job at their thing. When it comes to employees, the accountant can just be the accountant and you can just hire someone part-time. A customer happiness manager, a scheduler might only be three hours a week. That's okay. There's people out there, freelancers that want that kind of work. So A, don't try and have one person do too much. And also when you try and replace that person, there's a bottleneck. B, have crystal clear job descriptions. They give exactly what the person does, how much does she get paid, how to train them, how to cross train. So when one person goes down, the other person can fill it up. So it's really just having a system and a process um, to do it. So first is change your beliefs around kill the lie forever of I'm the only one that can do that. Not true. Second, create systems and processes and we call it thin slicing, you know, thin slice a big job into three or four or five, several jobs. And don't go with the lie that no one will only do this little five hour a week job. There's plenty of freelancers that'll do something for five hours. And then the second piece of what you said of, I can't afford to do anything. That's a completely different problem. That means your pricing, your cost of goods sold. There's something else going on with your, you got to fix your finances first. It has nothing to do with this or because you're trying to find one human being that can do accounting and payroll and customer happiness and scheduling and all this other stuff that might be a 40, 50, $60,000 person. And you don't have that. Well, of course you don't because you're trying to find one person to do it as opposed to three or four per people that do it for two or 300 bucks a month each. So long answer, short question <laughs> next. <laughs> all right. I'm going to summarize the next question because I think you kind of actually just answered it, but Eco Green Office Cleaning was basically saying that um, he's still managing crews and answering questions, even when he's on vacation, like mentally, he can't take a break from the company. Um, but he's taking your advice in this go around, he's going to split tasks between different people, like you just said, thin slice it. Um, but his only hesitation was, it's not going to give them enough hours. But you kind of just hit on this. But I don't know if you want to speak to any more about, I guess it's another belief of People only want to work full time, I guess, right? Yeah, that's a weird belief. And again, half truths are the worst because if it wasn't the truth, no one would believe it would be fine. But when it's got partial truths, that's where we really get stuck. So is it true? Many, if not, I don't want to say most, we'll say most. Most people would prefer a typical nine to five. I don't even think that's the case, but say it is. Say most people want a nine to five job. Okay. Well, is most 80% of the people? Great. So you only have 20% that can do your job. What's the pool? 10,000 people, 100,000 people. If you're going um, globally, right? Because not all these jobs require the person to be, you know, Lindsay's in New Jersey. I'm currently in Scottsdale, you know? So if you open up globally, the what's the 100 million? Like, well, how many people, how many schedulers do you need? One. Okay. So the fact that 
there's only a pool of somewhere between 10,000 and a million people willing to do that job isn't really a barrier. But the problem is we focus on, well, the 1 million that are willing to do it, there's 6.4 billion that don't want to do it. It's like, okay, be that as it may, <laughs> we need one dude. As long as there's a couple hundred people willing to do it, we're good. To, we're, we're good to go. So I think we've got to get off of that belief of no one wants to do that. And the best way to, to get out of running the cleaning company is to stop running the cleaning company. And you don't have to wait till you travel. So the way we coach our people is you make yourself available somewhere between a half an hour to an hour a day while you return all calls, texts, slacks, emails, direct messages, however you let people, first of all, you want to be clear on how people are and are not allowed to contact you or they can contact how you want, but how you will and won't respond, right? If you only respond via text, then people aren't going to email you and vice versa. So A, get clear on how people can reach out to you. B, set the standard that, hey, I only respond to anything, phones, emails, voicemails, Facebook messaging, whatever, however it is. I only respond to that from 8 to 8.30 Pacific time or whatever time your business is in and from 4 to 4.30. That's it. And if you start doing that while you're in town, you'll find that people will just leave a message. Like we're not brain surgeons, right? So whatever the, the, the problem is, it's got to be solved right now. Um, it can wait. And even if a cleaner's on site and like, I'm locked out, what do I do? It's like, what are you going to do? Are you going to go out there and do like, are you going to do something with your physical body? No, you're going to use your mind to figure something out. And you're going to go, well, let me call the client. Well, if that's the case, couldn't they call the client? You know, so you kind of got to like, you know, like, the building's on fire. Well, I don't know how to put out fires. You should call the fire department. Like, you want me to call the fire department for you? Like, wouldn't it just, if you just really think it through, there's very few problems. We kind of emotionally and mentally put on our Superman cape to like fix everything because it makes us feel good until we're trying to build a business. And then it's very frustrating. So um, Eco Green Office Cleaning Services, LLC. I would recommend start to put, and everybody, start to put those boundaries up so people only can contact you a certain amount of time, like 20 to 60 minutes a day. And that's all the time that you respond to them. And you'll find they start figuring it out on their own. If you really want to be a, a pain in the butt, go back to Matt. And if you get your core values, just anytime Lindsay calls with a problem, well, what's the way to deal with this? That's the most fun way. That's the most, that will make the most money for us and our clients. That will, is the most fun. How can we be real to everyone we've dealt with? And if we keep asking those same questions about our core values, anytime they come with a problem, They'll start going, oh, I'm not going to call Mike. He's just going to be like, have fun, make money, boom. I'll just do it myself. And then they they like teach you a lesson by figuring out on your own, on their own. You're like, great. You, you, you did it. And they stop. Or they'll go like, well, Mike's not going to call me back till tonight. So I'll just figure it out now. It's like, great, let's do that. So the best way to get out of running the day-to-day -day is stop running the day-to-day. -day. You don't have to wait till you're traveling. Just do it now. And then if they know that you only call them back, you know, 20 minutes a day or 40 minutes a day, that is okay when you're traveling, right? If you tell your wife or whoever you're traveling with, hey, I need to work for 20 minutes now and then 20 minutes this afternoon, she's probably going to be okay with that, right? So start the habit before you're leaving. All right, these are long answers to short questions. I think we've almost run out of time. we got time for one more, Lindsay. Save time. You can go with a, an email in, someone live. You tell me. Um, I'm going to go with an email from Katia. And her problem is why she can't take a break is the truth that has been not been easy in my area to find people who want to work in cleaning. I need even one person to start to work for me. I've had people in the past, but they just don't stay permanently. So Katia, no one's going to stay, stay permanently, right? I've had employees for years, but 
I sell the company, they get a better job. God forbid they die, get pregnant, move on, whatever. So no one's going to stay permanently, right? The goal, and it's, even if they do stay permanently, why aren't you planning on getting new clients? Um, and if so, then you'll need another person. So the big problem is it doesn't sound like you have a system that's repeatable, scalable, dependable to get new employees coming in all the time. So if you have a system that's got new people coming in all the time, that really takes the burden off of any one person staying forever. The second thing you said is it's not been easy to find people in my area who want to work clean. Everyone thinks that, but we've helped. We've got clients in all 50 states, every province in Canada, France, UK, Australia, Ireland, I don't know how many countries. And it all works, right? If you're dealing with humans, it works. So again, we got to shift out of the belief. No one wants to do this. Like, okay, are there any cleaning companies in your area? There are. Okay. And they have employees. Okay. So, and they're in your area. Yeah. Okay. So to say no one, or which in the nice thing, Katie, Katia is, she didn't say no one, which is what most people say. And I'm like, well, that's not the truth. She's like, it's not been easy. All right, be that as it may, that's why we get paid. Right? So another way to say it is what I've been doing right now to find people hasn't been working. What, what could I do that would be more effective? And, you know, obviously that's what we help our clients with. And I can't give you, you know, 20 years of experience in 20 minutes, but I can give you the way to think about it is to shift from, we pay the most because I promise you, most jobs pay more than cleaners or the experience of the job is the best because most jobs are more fun than cleaning, right? What So those are not the, what you can say is we have a community and the way you're going to experience this job is better than what other people have. So Lindsay, probably, I always use her because she's with me. What she does during the day, I don't know, like talking with people and being on Zoom calls and a bunch of admin stuff. I'm guessing if you just took the actual tasks themselves, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Lindsay, are probably not wildly better or worse than other tasks she's done before, right? Like maybe some of it, she's like, I like this better and I like that worse. But she didn't come here going, I get to edit podcasts or I get to go live with Mike or I get to travel and do events or I get to call the events and set up the transportation or like all that. Or when people can't get into their thing on Slack, like I don't think there's like, that's what she loved and that's why she's here. But the people she does it for and with, like our clients are generally amazing human beings. The We really enjoy each other. So I can't, I can't control like the job is the job, right? But how she experiences the job, we have a lot of control over. And I, we love seeing her. She loves seeing us. We take care of her. We care about her. She cares about us. Like, it's a great thing. So that's what you can create for the vast majority of people who aren't like, I'm so excited I get to clean. They can't go, I'm so excited to get to be a part of this team. This community makes me feel good. I get something here that I don't get. I have relationships and friendships and people care about me. And I really look forward to seeing these people and going to the weekly meetings, the monthly parties, the quarterly reviews. So one, have a system. Don't just hire one person and be like, they quit. Now I'm done. Have a system that you can hire all the people that you want and be have an experience that they can't get anywhere else, which is pretty easy, right? Like waiting tables, restaurants, like all, all these like not waiting tables, but rest, like low wage kind of high labor jobs are all pretty bad. And they all, none of them have a real good community. Like perfect example. Of this is Chick-fil-A, like their community, their culture is phenomenal. They get for, for the restaurant industry, low turnover, great service. And do they, are they, is their training better? No, their culture is better. So there you go. There's your, uh, there's your rant. Do we, uh, did we get what we need, Lindsay? Anything else I'm missing? You're not missing anything. That was exactly, uh, I think what we needed for the day. Be beautiful. Well, uh, clean nation. If you want to participate, if you're listening to the podcast, or I kind of get on that live action, join our Facebook group. It's free. Uh, it's Wednesdays, three o'clock my, my time, which is two o'clock Pacific, five o'clock Eastern. Um, if you have a question, support or go make cleaning company deck. 
GrowMyCleaningCompany.com. If you're like, I love all these systems and processes, I need more, go to GrowMyCleaningCompany.com. There's literally over a thousand free episodes uh, or reach out to someone on our team and see if we can give you some help. We'll talk soon. Well, here we are at the end of the podcast and you made it. Great job. Uh, I've got a little bonus for you before for sticking through with me, but like I mentioned before, if you got value out of this podcast and you want to show a little love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening to this thing, share it with a friend, share the love. And as a special thank you for those of you that stuck with me to the end, how about I give you my personal phone number so we can text? It's a great way for me to get to know you, your business, your goals personally. So shoot me a text now, 602-932-6431, 602-932-6431. I am the only one who responds to these texts, and I will personally respond to everyone I possibly can, as long as uh, this number is manned. I uh, don't know how long we're going to keep this at the end of the podcast, so grab it now, 602-932-6431. Give me a text, say hey, can't wait to meet you.